and welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my passion to give you tips and tools to make your journey easier. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to talk again about building a work ethic in your kids. We started that last week, so if you missed that podcast, you might want to catch that, get the first part. Um, as always, you can access our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our Facebook page, our YouTube channel. If you want, sign up on our YouTube channel or Facebook or, um, or our blog so that you get the notices when we post new podcasts. Okay, so we were talking about assigning your kids chores and teaching them how to do it thoroughly. The handout I'm going to give you today is chores broken down into different age groups so that you know what to expect that your kids can handle. For instance, there'll be chores for two to five year olds, chores for six years and older, and chores for eight years and up. And of course, eight years and up can do any of the chores, even that the younger ones can do, but I've kind of broken it up. For instance, two to five year olds, what can they do? They can wash walls. I would give them a spray bottle and a a rag and let them go around and wash fingerprints off the walls or wash the doorknobs. There were tons of fingerprints with, in our home with all those kids. Or clean the baseboards, the doorknobs, feed animals. I'd give them a feather duster and let them clean those louvered doors we, we had on closets at the time. Or they can clean leather furniture with leather wipes. Two to five year olds can do that. Then I've got chores for six years and older and eight years and up. So I will give you that handout. And also, just let me say, you know, last week we talked about training your kids how to thoroughly do a chore. A tip is sometimes the older kids can train the younger kids to do the chores. When Nate and Josh had the job of doing bathrooms, I told them, hey, if you can train Matt and Emily to clean the bathroom and do it right, then it will be their chore next year instead of yours. So they were super motivated to do that, and Matt and Emily wanted to do the big kids' job. So yeah, you know, sometimes it works to have the older ones train the younger ones. Not always, depends on personalities and everything, but sometimes that helps. Okay, hide God's word in their hearts. We would teach our kids Bible verses geared to their needs, the character needs in each child. Um, Remember that every negative character trait that your child shows is really just a positive character quality misused. So teach them, if they're struggling with being thorough or they're struggling with diligence, have them learn verses according to that need. And God's word first goes into their mind and they memorize it, they think about it, you help them put it into practice, it eventually changes their heart and changes their behavior and helps them to be more like Jesus and to do right and make wise decisions. Our older boys apprenticed in the drywall trade. Our, my husband was a drywall contractor and he did fire restoration business some years also. But he wanted our kids to have a trade that they could fall back on. So when our kids got into their teen years, in the afternoon when they were done with their schoolwork, they would go to work with dad and they would learn the drywall trade. Our oldest son put himself through college and then law school doing drywall. And then as he was building up his law practice, he would do drywall on the side. So that enabled him. You know, my husband knew that most of my kids would not, most of my boys would not stay in that trade, but it was an enabler. 
It helped them to have a means to make money, taught them a skill that they could use. And that came in really handy on missions trips too. They were able to go on missions trips and use some of these building trade skills that they had learned. Um, also, my husband involved my kids in Habitat for Humanity projects through the years. And it was a great way to minister to poor people in our community to work on Habitat for Humanity projects. The girls, you know, they, um, they need to learn how to cook and, and shop. Sometimes I felt, well, there was, there was a certain number of years when I did not do cooking because I had so many, I had um, eight girls and six boys. So there was a period of years when I had a bunch of girls that were old enough that wanted to cook and wanted to plan meals. So I let them do that. I'd take my grocery list and I'd go shopping and they would plan the meals. And that was, that was wonderful. Um, now I don't have any kids in my home anymore, so you know I'm doing all the cooking again. But you know, give your kids the responsibility. I know some people feel like this is my kitchen, I wanna plan the meals, I wanna do everything, but let your kids have the, um, your approval to get involved and to take it over if that's what they would like to do. Um, as the kids grew up, we began to branch out and provide opportunities beyond the family circle for them to minister to others. And that's important. You know, it's important to foster a servant's heart in your children and take them by the hand and reach out and minister to other people. If you don't have grandparents that live nearby that your kids can help, adopt some. We did a lot of this. We adopted elderly people, and I would take my kids around to minister to them and to do little jobs for them and to just talk with them and, and make their lives happier. And that is so important, to involve your kids with other people. You know, kids, when they do school papers, for instance, we would do a reason for writing, handwriting, which the kids would write a verse and draw a border around it. And instead of just throwing that away, we would find an elderly person that they could give it to and brighten up their day. Um, just find ways that you can teach your kids to minister to others. You know, we were put here on this earth to serve, and we need to communicate that to our kids. It's okay to have fun. You know, we have a lot of fun as a family, but we're not here mainly to entertain ourselves. You know, we are here to reach out and to serve others. And we need to set that pattern and involve our kids in working for others. So the areas of service, the family, God has ordained the family to be the basic training ground. And we do that. But as your kids get older, you need to find opportunities for them to serve. One of my daughters used to teach on this when we'd go around to different um, homeschool conferences. And she said, the family is often the hardest place to serve as a teen. She said, what often appears to be interruptions are actually God's to-do list for me. For examples, you know, her older sister might call and say, hey, will you check these ingredients and make a list for mom? Like she had planned the meals. The older sister was cooking and had her list of ingredients and she'd call the other one up and say, will you check these ingredients? Or dad needing computer help especially in the early days, he needed a lot of computer help. 
or her younger sister telling her all about the World War II book that mom had read her in school, and I mean all about it. But she said what seemed, what appeared to be interruptions were actually God's to-do list. She also said looking for ways to lend a helping hand and be a blessing to your family. Example, empty the trash because your brother, whose job it is, isn't home. Or fold some laundry for mom. Clean out your sister's car to surprise her. Serve my married sisters. Take my nieces and nephews to American Legion, to the park, out for ice cream, to the museum or over to the farm, whatever. Help my brothers sometimes. Um, as I say, they were apprenticed in drywall, and she would sometimes give them a hand doing drywall or painting their new house with them. A lot of my kids bought homes that were kind of run down that they got for a, a much better price, and then their brothers and sisters would pitch in and help them make it beautiful. Then your local church. You know, look for opportunities to serve in your local church. A lot of my girls had a passion for our pastor's wives. We had a lot of younger pastors, and their wives had little kids. So my kids would give them a break, watch their kids, and let them go out to eat, or run errands for them, or help them with parties. Um, your kids, we had kids in our family that ran the sound in church, worked in the tech department, that were in the choir. This is as they were teens. They would sing in groups, they'd do solos, they'd paint props for VBS, they'd wash cars for the school. Our church had a school, Christian school, still does, and they would help them raise funds for the Christian school. We opened our home often. I mean, our home was always open, and our kids would bring their friends over and give college students a good meal or play board games with them, just let them feel like they were in a family, because a lot of college kids feel really lonely when they're off away from their families. The kids, we have a couple horses at a friend's farm, and our kids would use that as a ministry for um, bringing younger kids or kids their own age, or sometimes even older people. There was a middle-aged woman who loved horses, and the kids would take her to ride. Have people over for supper. I would often pair a family with a college kid so the college kid would get to know another family so that they would have access to some more friends. Widowers, we would often invite, we still do, invite widowers into our home to minister to them and fix them a nice meal. Let your kids fix them a meal and serve them. You know, widowers, their wife has died and they usually eat like a frozen TV dinner or something. You know, minister to them. Or sometimes people that you think don't like you, invite them into your home. This happened to us once. There was a family that I just really felt they did not like us. And I said to Rick, let's invite them over for dinner. And he thought, are you crazy? They don't like us. But I just really felt like from the Lord that we needed to do that. So we did, and our kids served them and waited on them and talked with them. And they ended up becoming really good friends. Um, you know, just reach out to those around you. There's so plenty, so many needs that you can help to meet. Then in your community, as I said, we did Habitat for Humanity. Another episode I talk about interviewing World War II vets. We would do a lot of ministering to World War II vets. We learned so much history, but we also learned how to minister to these guys and show honor and respect to them. And be sure to check out that podcast if you're interested, because we just, I recommend it so highly. We learned so much history from these guys. We 
We knew guys that were flying aces in World War II that survived the Battle of Bataan Death March. Just amazing stories. And I tell about that in another podcast. We had a son who died of leukemia when he was 17, and someone put on a benefit concert for him during the time he was sick. So after he died for a number of years, we were involved in putting on benefit concerts for other kids with leukemia. You know, this is just ways that you can reach out. One of my daughters had the idea of inviting some kids, some younger girls over and making cookies for the emergency service people in our town. And this became a yearly thing that we would do with either other people or just our family members. And we still do that. You know, we bring cookies to the sheriff's department, to fire departments, and we bring a gospel track, and we also write letters of thankfulness for their services to us. This is a way to reach out to your community. For a while, long while, my husband would volunteer training um, our dog to track missing people and also like criminals. And he would volunteer his time for the sheriff's department. And the kids would help him train the dog. And they still love to do that. Um, but that was just a service, how we could reach out and minister to others. It's a fun, fun service, too. The elderly, reach out to elderly people. We had some dear neighbors who taught all my kids piano. But as they got older, the wife died first. She's the one that would teach the kids piano. And the husband was put in a nursing home. And our kids visited him every week. They decorated his room for Christmas. They shared the gospel with him. They read him the, scripture, the scriptures. They read him his letters. They would take him to walk in the garden area. They'd help him eat his dinner, get tucked in bed at night. And they had built relationships with other nursing home residents that were around him. But, you know, if you teach your kids to have a servant's heart, at first you've got to take them by the hand and lead them and do it with them. But then it becomes normal for them, and they find ways to do that. They look for ways to reach out to others, and it's such a blessing. And I do talk about that more in other podcasts as well. Widows, find widows that you can minister to. You know, that's one of the things in scripture that we're told to minister to the widows. Um, I tell in another episode about Uncle Jim and Aunt Lily, who my daughter Laura ministered to. Well, Uncle Jim died when he was 100, and Aunt Lily got remarried. She was only in her 80s. She got remarried, but she moved away. And one day, Laura drove to surprise Aunt Lily. It was probably about a six-hour drive, and she brought her flowers and her favorite candy bar, and she had been writing her you know, all through the years, but it had been, I think, six or eight years before Laura had seen her, um, since Laura had seen her. So she knocked on her door and surprised her, and wow, she brought her some lunch, some Chinese food, and they had lunch together, and it was just a sweet, blessed time for her. Look for ways to be blessings to others so your kids learn to think this way. We would help minister to a lot of young moms, you know, Young moms, when they have their new baby, they need some help. So babysit their kids. Invite their kids over to your home and plan some fun activities for them. Or 
take their laundry home and do it for them, or clean their house, or go over to their house and read or play with their kids while the mom is spending time with the baby, or taking a shower, or whatever the need might be. Younger girls, teach your kids to mentor younger girls. And as I told you about taking cookies to the emergency services, this was first developed by one of my daughters who wanted to mentor younger girls. And she was thinking, what fun activity can I do with them that would be a service and teach them to have servants' hearts? And that's what she came up with. And we've just continued that tradition. The poor, you know, go visit poor people. Take the meals. There was a family we knew whose dad was disabled and you know they had to live on um, welfare and they never had a lot of money so the kids would get Christmas gifts and give them to them at Christmas for each member of their family or sometimes would take them a meal. Single moms, boy the need is great there there's more and more single moms and they've got a tough time so reach out to them help them with Christmas gifts we did that for a number of years for one single mom or Take their kids out to do something special with them, something like maybe to the museum, something the mom can't afford to do. Missions trips. Um, that's another way that you can teach your kids to have a work ethic. One of our daughters we sent on a missions trip with the senior saints, and she loved that. She developed so many close relationships with them. They went to, to paint a soup kitchen facility so they were doing work, but they were having fun. She was learning to develop relationships with these senior saints, some of which she still has really good relationships with now. You know, a fruitful life invests in others, and this is what we want to do with our kids. We want to teach them to work for the glory of God and the benefit of others. I remember one day when there were five meals cooked in my home in one day. One was for a new mom that had a baby, one was for a dad who was out of work, one was for someone who was sick. I don't even remember all of them, but the girls fixed five meals and took them to minister to people. Um, and I thought, wow, you know, look at all this mess in the kitchen. We have all these dishes, we've got all this cleanup. But that's what life is about. Life is about reaching out and ministering to others. It's not about having things run smoothly for yourself as much as it is investing in the lives of others. And I am so grateful for that. I'm grateful that my kids, even now that they are all adults, are looking for needs of others. It blesses my heart to hear how they are serving others. It happens constantly. I don't even know all the things that they do to help others but it really, really, really blesses my heart. I remember one of my sons picked up someone whose car was broken down one night and he drove them about an hour away. They were about an hour away from home. He drove them home and as he did, he shared the gospel with them. They were kind of stuck there in the car, but you know, look for ways to reach others. That's what life is all about. And having a work ethic is just involving your life, first in your own home, but then in, with others in your church, in your community, 
in your sphere of influence, find ways that you can work for others and invest in others and be a blessing to others. And you will find that God blesses you multiple times over for having invest, invested in others. Ministering to the needs of your brothers, your sisters, mommy and daddies are a great place to begin. But it's when you pour your life out for others that God's going to fill you up. So God bless all of you as you raise up a mighty army of ground soldiers for Jesus Christ. You will be blessed in doing it. You will be blessed for many years to come. Thanks for listening. I hope you've got some helpful hints. We would love your feedback. If you've got any topics you would like to hear me address, I would love to hear from you. And be sure to access that freebie today. Thanks for joining us.